People like games. What up, folks? I'm Solo, and welcome back to the show. For today's episode, I'm talking Amazon and its new title, Crucible, which will be arriving this month, as well as what the effects of Amazon's official now arrival onto the scene will have on the gaming industry as a whole. But before I do that, subscribe to the channel if you want to, like the videos if you do. If you don't, no need to, I'm gonna get into it anyway. So without it doing much further, background. Womp womp, that's how these episodes end up starting. So just to give you a little note, if you're not aware, Amazon does own Twitch, which they bought in 2014. And though they've owned it, they haven't really made any major strides into releasing their own branded anything into the sp in the gaming space. So they also happen to own Amazon Web Services, which is a cloud and server hosting service arm of Amazon and is gigantic and is something used by a whole lot of startup companies as well as a whole lot of gaming companies to be able to host their online servers. So for a company that has had the reach of Amazon and has slowly moved into a lot of different industries, it has not really made any aggressive moves in gaming. So like 2017 early, they released something called Game On, which was just a tournament organizer uh, software. And then it had been rumored that they were releasing a cloud gaming service, but then they sort of went incognito, went away and nothing was really heard until, I wanna say about like six weeks ago, I did an episode called Amazon Likes Games in which news about Project Tempo then resurfaced that they were going to be launching it within the next year or two and they were just waiting to get together the right pieces. More or less to summarize it, uh, they have been working on a cloud gaming service and in addition they have been working on Amazon Studios own games and two of those were Crucible and a MMO game called New World which I haven't seen gameplay yet but I'm gonna put some gameplay up for Crucible so beginning with Crucible so now let's jump to part two here. So this is the actual game. They wanted to obviously make a game that was going to be streamer friendly and be able to break in to the space. However, in about 2017, when the game started in development, obviously the thing that was most popular was Battle Royale. And so instead of jumping in, though the game was pretty much in good development speed, and there's a great article on this over on gamesindustry.biz, by Rebecca Valentine, uh, which has way more uh, information and some interviews with the uh, with the team of developers. So I suggest reading that as well. But more or less, the game had been prepared, but they didn't want to release something that would sort of be an also ran. So they decided to just restructure the game from the start, focusing on creating a game that they wanted to be both competitive and streamable. So I'm going to have gameplay playing across this so you can see what it's about. Um, a little bit difficult to explain everything in Terrant, so I'm not going to go into all the character details. These are always over, more overarching pictures. So, one of the things they wanted to do was to take great notes. So psychologically, they're talking about how games that are more difficult to understand are more difficult to watch, and something like Fortnite, which is a bit more straightforward, is more fun to watch. And I tend to agree with that because I was watching Fortnite last night myself, and just because I was, you know, jumping around Twitch, I've been streaming a little bit, twitch.tv backslash dot solo dolo. But 
notice that just inherently, even as someone who doesn't play the game, doesn't enjoy the game, just watching the game has a bit more entertainment value than something like Valorant, which I can't watch and I have the beta for. I just don't want to play. And it's interesting to mention Valorant because now the game, which is going to be coming out with, I think, eight unique characters with additional ones coming, and it's going to have four game, uh, three game modes, excuse me. One is called Heart of Hives, which would be two teams of four battling to get hearts of monsters that are on the field. So it's a bit RTS, real-time strategy uh, as well. The other one will be two teams of eight using the same structure of battle, which is to get the most hearts versus the other team. And then there's a free-for-all uh, eight-player battle. It's interesting because the main developers mentioned specifically that they didn't want to create a game that was going like Valorant, which they said by name, and this is why I'll mention the effects in the gaming industry in a second. Uh, they mentioned Valorant by name to say they didn't want to create a game as the way Valorant did, which is to challenge existing established games. So something like Valorant's made to undercut Fortnite, uh, excuse Fortnite, uh, Counter-Strike and uh, Overwatch. Whereas these, this game has a far more unique function the guy was just over on Twitch, Tim the Tatman's already playing it. So it is going to be big. So the reason I mentioned that, it looks awesome. I'm planning to play it as well. When I get a PC, because apparently you can't do it with cloud gaming. But now let's go to three, which is what does this mean for the gaming industry? So I think it's going to have major ramifications. Uh, a lot of like something like Parsec, which is a cloud gaming service and other the of these existing cloud gaming services run on Amazon web server. So basically you can get a pre-configured computer that you can basically rent. And then these companies set up the rent with a little additional software, and then they rent it out to you per hour or whatever their price is, right? That's how the cloud gaming business model works. However, just to mention if they own it and they say, Hey, we're doing our own thing. So we're not going to allow rentals for cloud gaming services might be a big issue or because they own it, they're going to be able to underprice everyone so well that no one's really able go, going to be able to compete. I'm a huge fan of Jeff Bezos, read a book about it called The Everything Store, highly suggest it. And nothing, this very much seems to me to be just the first foray into it, right? So they're already on Twitch, which is a fundamental part of gaming. If they release a game or two that, that is able to touch on a part of the market that exists, but that isn't, you know, it's like the, it's a Henry Ford quote, you know, if I had asked the consumer what he wanted, they would have told me a faster horse, right? And so Amazon's taking that approach to gaming without taking the sort of replicating what's around and trying to feed it back in a different manner to the consumers and with everything they have and their resources. This is what I assume Google Stadia was going to or Google's entrance into gaming could have been like, which is why I was so confused by the lacklusterness of Stadia and the continued sort of mediocrity of it. However, just to wrap it up, the difference is Google has never really successfully released hardware, uh, physical things in mass, which Amazon has with the Kindle in top of, on top of their already existing both physical and uh, now digital and informational uh, infrastructure. They have the, they're probably the most composed company outside of Epic Games just off the bat in gaming just by entering from the outside in. And if they're able to be successful, it's only going to move that forward once they get into hardware, etc., which they can because, like I said, they have the manufacturer. They have everything they need to become very dominant uh, very quickly, which they have obviously in other uh, other industries. And 
I expect that to be replicated here would be the basic premise. Um, that's all I have for you. That was just a little quick primer on what's going on with Amazon. Thought it was interesting, thought it was worth hearing about. Uh, I'm gonna try streaming these on Twitch moving forward or on YouTube once I get 200 subscribers. So help subscribe to this shit so I can stream this live instead of always having to do it pre-recorded. And otherwise, socials at people like games, plg.gg for the shop, men's and women's apparel, dot solo underscore for me. And as I said, mid video, and if you not make it, twitch.tv backslash dot solo dolo for my Twitch. Anyway, as always, thank you for listening. And you know, I get out of here. Peace.